0: This is the unofficial Vegas podcast. I'm Seb with your co-host, Freddie, the man, Hazarino. That's me. I'm here. How's it going, Seb? Good. How are you, buddy? Doing very, very well. Yes. How about you? I recently had a birthday.
1: Yes. Really nice. Happy birthday, very big guy.
0: Excited about that. Had to share it with uh, with my, celebrate it a little differently because we were at a hockey tournament. Yes. My son out in Toronto. It was actually really good, really good weekend. Nice. So, yeah, it was nice. Feel old? Uh yeah. I played with, I played golf with one of my buddies who's uh, 47 now and I said uh like I hadn't seen him in like 15 years and I said I said, "Holy man, you're 47." And he says, "No, no, no." He says when when people when I tell people I'm 47, they say, "No, no, no, you're almost 50." <laughs> so as, as apparently as soon as you cross over 45,
1: that's what people tell you. That's that's you're, you're true. almost 50. That's pretty much true. Well, I'm 47. But I'm basically, I'm looking at 50 right now. You're looking, you're staring it. Exactly. Staring it in the face. Yeah, I'm going to be 48 in a couple months. Holy shit. So yeah, it's 50 basically. That's crazy. So are you going to buy yourself a new set of golf clubs for uh, your birthday? Yes. Maybe. They're coming, they're coming. Let's I gotta, go. I
0: got to get them on, uh, I got to order them probably on
1: Thursday. Titleist irons. Wow. Unfortunately here in Canada, we are getting near the end of the season. So it's unlikely that you'll actually have them for around this year, but. Yeah, they'll be in. Will be all shiny in my bag, and then yeah, you put them under the tree for yourself, and then just stare <laughs> at them all winter. Well, yeah, I'll,
0: maybe by the time it'll be Christmas, by the time I get them, because it might be because of COVID shipping and all that
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But anyways, we'll
1: those, see. those would look good on a Las Vegas golf course, though, in the spring. That's
0: yeah, that wouldn't be
1: too bad. Maybe anyway. yeah, we're getting closer every day. It gets a little bit closer. I was talking to my yeah. So we had the Thanksgiving this past weekend, and I was talking to my cousin's husband. Who does a lot of work in the States and he's actually been traveling. I had no idea, but he's uh, been flying over to the States several times. Like not a whole lot, but like three or four times he's done a trip to the States for work. And so he was telling me about the it's for work, requirements. Though. Yeah. They're a little bit more lenient. Well, they are, but he says he he never really has to justify. It's just basically it's an extra couple layers of really what they're looking for are negative tests. They did just say yesterday I saw that they said that people that are double-vaxxed with AstraZeneca will soon be able to travel cross over to the States. Yeah, 29th, I think. There's a bunch of things that change on the 29th of October. And then sometime in November, they haven't said when, but then it's kind of opened up to everybody, basically. Right. Like right now, you have to jump through a few hoops, but you can do it. Yeah. And you don't even have to be vaccinated, actually. All you need is a negative test. Like to get into the U.S., you need a negative test. Yeah, but to board the plane, you have to be double-vaxxed now. That's true. That's true. To to be, to actually get your boarding pass, you have to be double vaxxed both ways. Yeah. And coming back into Canada, you have to provide a bunch of information besides just your vaccination. You have to have a test within the last 72 hours that was negative and it has to be a certain, you know, a test from this list of tests. And then there's another, you have to fill out a particular form, which kind of attests that you don't have any symptoms and this kind of thing. Yeah. I think we'll get there. Like I saw another thing that said Thailand
0: is removing uh, quarantine for 10 low risk countries. Oh, okay. Or, so I don't know if Canada is listed as one, as a low risk country, but if, if, if we were on that list, we could fly to Thailand and it would make us quarantine got there. They have golf courses there. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go to Thailand.
1: It's the unofficial Thailand golf course. Good food. Podcast. Some sort of golf. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a good buddy, a good golfing buddy who is from Thailand. It's always telling me you got to go, but it's like, it's it, it takes a long time to get there, but the the golf and the food is dirt cheap. Yeah. And like beautiful beaches and
0: yeah, supposedly a really good place to visit.
1: It apparently is, yeah. The reason I bring up the thing about the uh, the COVID rules when you fly is that um, we did a survey on touringplants.com there a couple of weeks ago, uh, asking people about, you know, why they choose to or choose not to use a travel agent when they travel. Um, and so I thought that'd be a good topic for a podcast episode. Because Vegas is an interesting destination that way, because a lot of people who travel to Vegas, uh, they're doing it because they have a certain loyalty with a particular hotel. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they're going to gamble and they have a relationship. And so they don't usually go through a travel agent. But lots of people that aren't doing that, like us, they will, they might actually benefit from using a travel agent when they, when they go on a, a trip to Vegas. So that's what this episode's going to be about. We'll have a chat about that. Um. And I know you had some interesting thoughts. I actually had you test my survey before yeah. I sent it out. So yeah. I was asking you about when you travel, how, what makes you decide whether or not to use an agent? I've done both. I've, I've done, not necessarily for Vegas, but
0: I've, I've used travel agents before and I've booked my own trips before. Yeah. Uh, first time I went to Disney, I used a travel agent because I didn't really know much about going to Disney. Okay. Um, and that was the last time I used one for Disney because for me personally, I like to a little bit more control of what I'm booking, how I'm booking it, and so on. You know, so some people don't want that hassle. It's like, just, you just tell me, I want to go this date. You tell me how much it is. I'll give you the money and then you take yeah. of the rest. That's the, the advantage of the travel agent, right? And for a few all-inclusives, we did, um, we, we consulted with a travel agent. We actually booked okay. it ourselves, but we consulted with a travel agent. And I don't know, actually, that's not true. The last trip we took in Mexico was booked through our a travel agent.
1: And was that a group or was that just you in session? Uh, it was my, just my family. Oh, family. Okay. Yeah, family of five. And we went down to Mexico. used
0: was a travel agent. Um, and this is, this is kind of where I'm a little bit leery because okay. she gave us recommendations, uh, a few spots, you know, you give them the criteria, what you're looking for. Sure. We wanted a place that had really good food and we wanted, um, Beach wasn't so much of a concern. It was, we wanted a nice pool. We wanted like um, a, a, not a huge resort because you don't want to walk, you know, walk your ass off the entire week and we wanted good food. So, and we have to be, had to be uh, a little bit more concerned about gluten-free because oh, right. uh, my, uh, my wife and daughter are, uh, they're not celiac, but they're intolerant. So we, that's a, that's a concern. Uh, So we had to make make sure we had a good spot. So, you know, she gave us a few recommendations within our price range and ended up booking a place. And when we got there, the resort was huge. Like (laughs) there were golf carts and boats taking you around the resort. Uh, If you wanted to get to the beach, it was like a crazy wall. You couldn't even see the beach from the, the, there there were two pools and the one pool that was closer to the beach. You still couldn't see the beach (laughs) from the pool. And for me, that was a big no. but yeah, I didn't know. You don't know until you get there, that's but the you, you, I relied on her because she had been there before, you know? So that's where I kind of leery about using a travel agent. Again, I'm like, okay, well you're, you're an expert and you've been there. You've been to other places. You heard my criteria and you gave us this recommendation, but ended up being not really, yeah. I wouldn't go back to that resort. And so, this, you know, it's, what's the advantage? Why, why would I use a travel agent?
1: Well, I mean, you kind of described it. I mean, the, there's a few reasons you would use it. First of all, yeah. you, because you know nothing about the destination. Correct. Right. If it's a big destination like Vegas or Disney or anywhere else where you really don't know enough, then you have to rely on someone who's been there and who's done it and has some experience and also knows where to find some deals and you know this kind of thing. So um, it's an advantage when you have less than optimal experience with a particular destination. I think it's also an advantage if you're traveling with a larger group or if you're doing some kind of special event, like if you were doing um, Vegas for a, a group of 20 guys or, you uh, know, or even a wedding, like a destination wedding in Vegas or, um, you know, 10, 12 couples, something that would be a little bit too unmanageable to do on your own. Yeah. You might, more coordination. Yeah. You need some coordination. Like you don't want to yeah. be dealing with everybody's credit cards and stuff. Right. So yeah, you would get a, you would get an agent. also when you're traveling with a groups or a special events, there's a lot of deals that you can get and negotiations you can do with the resort that you end up choosing. And I would leave that to, a, to an agent to take care of. Just one less thing that I have to worry about because actually we have this rule in the unofficial guide series is that we always do our own research to book whatever we're going to book. But then we take the best research that we could find to our travel agent, our favorite agent and say, can you do better than this? Can you match this or do better? And if they can match it, Great. We'll let you book it. You'll get the commission. Like it doesn't cost anything for you to use the travel agent, right? Correct. They're just going to get their money through the commissions at the hotels and the resorts. Right. So it's nothing, you know, to me. And then I'll just give, give a, if I'm comfortable giving up the power of and the control over the reservation, uh, then I'll let the agent do it. And maybe they'll be able to, you know, beat the price or get something added on that maybe I couldn't get. Yeah, that was when I did your touring plan survey. Mm-hmm and we talked
0: about this, we talked about it after the fact, is that in order for me to use a travel agent, I would have to be, there would have to be an added incentive for me to use it. Exactly. You know, uh, I can go online and book a flight, you know, I can do that. Uh, But if, if I, by going through the travel agent, I get, I don't know, like you said, you mentioned a Disney photo pass, which is, I think
1: it's like a hundred, it was 150 bucks. I don't know what it is now, but you know, to get that added on, it's, it's worthwhile. Yeah. Maybe a travel agent could get, you know, your breakfast included at a, at a nice hotel sure. or, yeah. or, you know, no resort fees or something like this. Like it would be, Oh yeah. It would have to be something that was substantial enough for you to go, okay, you know, I'm willing up, willing to give up a little bit of control of my trip to get that added benefit. And that, that was actually yeah. a common response. It was also quite common. It's funny. You talk about like kind of a, maybe a negative experience in the past of using an agent and that can turn some people off. I mean, travel agents are, I mean, it's all about the customer service that you get. Like, it's like a mechanic. When you find a really good travel agent, you use them. Like, you just yeah. keep using them over and over. And when you have one that maybe lets you down a little bit, you tend to kind of give up on that game, um, which makes total sense. We actually found that in our survey results as well, is that a small proportion of people would not use a travel agent in the future for a trip because they had a negative experience in the past.
0: Yeah. I mean, for a Mexican Mexico trip, sh- we didn't have a bad experience booking with her right um i guess she just didn't read us as well as you know she probably could have let's right. say she didn't get right. the, the the feeling the whatever trip we were trying to do maybe she didn't get the gist of it and maybe booked us at a place that she shouldn't have but mm-hmm. it, i mean it wasn't a bad trip by any stretch of imagination it was still good um and while i was there too i i did reach out to her a few times to Ask a few questions like the, We wanted to go to Escadet and oh yeah, um, which is like the Mexican Disney, supposedly. Yeah, um, and going through the hotel that we, st- we were staying at, it was going to cost us somewhere around eight hundred bucks Canadian for the okay. whole for the whole day. I'm like, well, that's pretty pricey. So we said, no, we're not going to do it. So there was a free excursion, took us down to this mall in in Cancun. Uh, we were walking around and there was, the, uh, there's always these booths, you know, upselling trips sure. and, or uh, excursions, day trips and this stuff. And sure enough, there was one for Eshcadet. So we walked up to the guy and I said, okay, how much uh, would it cost us for a family of five to go? And he says, actually, um, if you come with us, uh, it'll cost you a hundred bucks and and you can, you can spend the whole day. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. how does that work? <laughs> and he says, "Well, you just have to sit through a little. Oh, here we go. Presentation. You know, it, it takes about forty-five minutes to an hour in the morning. Uh, it's just our you know, our pitch to become a member of the hotel. And then after that, the rest of your day is yours. Um, so I thought, well, that's not too bad—forty-five minutes an hour. But we were still weren't convinced. So we we kept walking, and then I, I made it to this other booth, same company. Talked to another girl, which was very interesting because she did not speak English. And my Spanish is not great. So anyways, we got there, you know, through, it took a while, but if somebody had watched her conversation, it would have been hilarious. So she got down to, I want to say she got down to like 80 and then she went down to 60 bucks, which is, and which was like, okay, well, this is crazy.
1: This doesn't make sense. It's basically free. Yeah, it was a
0: hundred bucks at these place. Now this guy, this lady is now at sixty bucks or eighty bucks. I, I didn't trust it, so I said, "No, I'm not doing it." So why? I called the travel agent, and I said, "This is what's happening. Is it worth? Like, is it worth?" And she says, "Don't do that." Yes. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, why?" She says, "It's not going to be forty-five minutes. That's you, right. You will spend hours. four to five to six hours with them." It's going to be a disaster. She says, do not do that. So I took her advice and we didn't do it. And uh, afterwards, I after actually ran into <laughs> another guy who saw me at the booth and he said he would do it for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll go pick you up at your hotel. You know, I'm bringing it back because they work on commission, right? They're, they want to get oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. So we didn't do it, but thankful if I hadn't called the travel agent, yeah, we might've done it and we might've wasted a day on our vacation. So it would I, have it ruined was like, the whole day. So, you know, we did get really good service from We got good advice, but not. So um, I think that one thing that I would have done maybe in the future, if I use a travel agent is maybe almost like look up reviews of the travel agent.
1: Oh, definitely. People That's that have, reviews? Yeah.
0: Um, I'm sure they're out there.
1: Oh yeah. Lots of agents have, yeah, you can go to, you can have references and, or even just like reviews of agents. That's I did, I idea. did look at like this particular one.
0: I think actually she came, she was a reference of viewers. I think it wasn't the same travel agent that you had used in the past, but she worked with her. Okay. Could have been. Yeah. So anyways, um, we got, the chatting and I went on this, this all these websites for travel agents and it's true. They give you like a profile. Well, this person is better at booking trips for the Caribbean yep. or Disney or for Vegas or, you know, all these. So there's lots of different types of travel agents, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I thought That's a travel true. agent was a travel agent until I found that out.
1: No, they're very specialized now. Yeah. Which, very specialized. You've got travel agents just for like romantic vacations, yeah. just the Caribbean, all yeah. inclusive. There are lots of cruising travel agents. And there's actually special, like there's agents for Vegas too, agents that will help you get gambling rates. Like we yeah. could go to like I know agents where we could go to and say, look, we're a couple of poker players. We, you know, can you get get us a poker rate at one of the hotels? Okay, and with some freebies thrown in and good rates and stuff, and they they'll take care of all of it. You know, we probably can probably some them, probably some foodie travel agents too. Lots of foodie travel agents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know where to go and sure. I mean, you could picture and that's a great story about you know using the travel agent's advice to not get sucked into a, you know, a, a, a high pressure pitch kind of a thing. Um, but you could see that happening in Vegas too, right? Like you walk up and down the, you walk up and down the strip and, you know, you're getting some kind of show ticket deal, or some guy invites you to take a limo that night to go to some club. And you're like, what's, you know, what's, like it happening to, like to us on our yeah, trip, Sure. Right? Happens to everybody, right? Yeah,
0: Here, we'll, we'll give you a couple of drinks. You take this limo, come to this club.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good example where you could just, you know, text your agent or email your agent and say, Hey, I got this deal. what's, what's up with this? Is it worth it or not? Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away. Usually if it sounds too good. Yeah. Don't don't do it. It sounds too
0: good to be true. It probably is. Probably is. But then again, you're in Vegas. Could,
1: could it be too good to be true? Like we didn't do it. We didn't take that limo to that club. There are some things like a lot of people think that tickets for tonight is too good to be true. Like it kind of feels like a street corner, high pressure push. Right. But no, it's actually going to save you tons of money uh, depending on what show you end up going with. You know, it can really save you some money. But again, you got to know what you're looking for and know what the normal prices are. And yeah, you need a little bit of information. But I mean, you could, I could actually see you going to a Tickets for Tonight booth, looking at what's available that night, coming up with three or four options and, and then texting your travel agent and say, hey, I've got, you know, these four shows at these four prices to pick from today. What, what would you recommend? Yeah. I mean, that'd be a great great service. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I could see the the value there. It also depends on like what kind of a trip is it? Like, is this like a business trip? Is this a, a trip with buddies? Is it a trip with a bunch of couples? Yeah. Uh, you know, is it a budget conscious trip where maybe you, you know, you want to have an agent to kind of help you through saving pennies wherever you can? Um, is it a trip where you want to just kind of wing it and do your own thing? Well, then maybe you wouldn't need an agent because you kind of think, oh no, I want to, I want to force myself to go through the process of learning about the city on on the fly, you know, and I'd rather just do it myself first and then maybe if I go back again, I'll use an agent to say, "Okay, you know, this is what I experienced and next time I want to experience a little bit different, what would you recommend?" I think the value of the
0: travel agent would be better for like like a Vegas virgin, let's say. Somebody's never been to Vegas. If you've yeah. never been to Disney, you've never been to wherever you're going, then Hire the travel agent that has experience that knows i mean you you can research anything these days on with google and whatever you can find out anything about any hotel any show any oh, yeah. whatever but the travel agent like usually has been to where you're going or they've you know they've stayed at many hotels they've they can tell you exactly how it's going to be I mean, you yep. can anybody can read your review and most of the time when you read reviews like, you know, I'll give a, a example of TripAdvisor, which is awful because <laughs> most of the time, the the bad ratings are are from people who just want to complain about something.
1: TripAdvisor is one of the worst things to happen to the travel industry in the last 30 years. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll,
0: the, the exception to that, I would say, is we went to uh, a place in Mexico, um, just my wife and I, a few years ago, and we used the... Um, we hadn't been down south in a while. So we said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll splurge a little bit more here. And we went on their top destinations, like the best of, they have like their awards every year. And we looked at what was number one for like romantic, all-inclusive in the Caribbean and we went to that place. And it served us well because it was, it was amazing. Oh, good. Um, You know, probably the, I don't think I'll ever go to a place that better than that, but it, Usually, if you start reading reviews, it'll be, "Oh, we were disappointed about this or disappointed about that like who will come back from a trip and be happy with it and it'll take the time to go and say, "This was really good." Usually, people will say, "Oh, this was terrible. I gotta write about this yeah and they'll, and they'll they'll give it like a two star because one night they went somewhere and their food was lukewarm, you know, like they'll write a review about something that is just the rest of the trip could have been fantastic, but because they had one five minute tick, you know, on yeah. their
1: it's, it's a response bias. These are people that are choosing to say something because they have something to say. Yeah. It's not a random sample of people. Then you, you know, you collect yeah. their, you know, the average rating that people would give. So it's heavily biased. Yeah. And I mean, I, w-
0: when we were looking at our, our, our Mexican trip, uh, Mexico Trip, I keep saying Mexico. We, um, I had seen a few places off of TripAdvisor, and I thought, okay, well, these would be good. And I checked with the travel agent we ended up going with, and another travel agent I had used in the past, and both of them said, "Yeah, don't go there." But I'm like, <laughs> TripAdvisor had these amazing reviews.
1: They, yeah, yeah, don't go there. It's, yeah, yeah, because it, it could be hacked too. That's another problem with TripAdvisor. Yeah, that you can create bots that'll just hammer out the fake positive reviews to drive up the ratings. Yeah. It's a disaster, that place. It's, it's awful. It's awful because the other thing too, is that you've got, um, I mean, I, I mentioned that, you know, it's negatively biased so people can put their, you know, their junk on there, but you also have no idea what that person's frame of reference is. Yeah, exactly. Like how many places have they been to? Like if they, is this the one and only place they've ever been? Have they been to a hundred? Like yeah, you have yeah. no idea <laughs> yeah. what their frame of reference is. And this is why the unofficial guides are still around despite, yeah. uh, you know, these TripAdvisor things. You need an expert that knows the industry that can go to all of these places and objectively review them for you so that you can really get a sense of how they compare to each other. Because it's the same team of people with the same criteria going all these resorts and rating them according to a standardized list of you know check boxes. Of course, there's always a little bit of subjectivity about what they're seeing, but in general, you know, you need that kind of expertise to get an actual review, a comparable review of places at a destination. I mean, that's why you know in the in the Vegas book, when you look at our ratings that we go like down from the top hotel down, like it's pretty much universally accepted. Like it's most people that follow the ratings of the uh, hotel casinos in the Unofficial guide to Vegas are going to pretty much agree with the rating. You don't see a lot of dissent. People don't write into the author and say, hey, what do you know? You gave this hotel a 96 out of 100. It was terrible. It just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. I find too that you, like you said, it's like finding a good mechanic because you yeah. have to build trust yeah. with that travel agent that what they're telling you is true, especially if you're somebody like me who will research everything till, till yeah. you're blue in the face. Uh, no matter what it is, I'm going to look at every possible search and Google, I'm going to look at every possible angle to go somewhere. And uh, it's tough because like I, this last trip that I took two travel agents said one thing and then reviews will say something different. Yeah. So if you, if you build that trust with your travel agent, you don't even need to go and research. You're like, okay, my travel agent says, and they, okay. So my last trip wasn't, I wouldn't go back to that particular resort, but, it was a first time experience with that travel agent. Right. It could have been a fluke. You know, Like, could, you could also, it's like a relationship, right? You need, you need that. It's tough though, because you don't want, you don't want to like do two, three, four trips until your travel agent gets to know who you are. That's a lot of money spent That's to, right. to yeah. potentially go on bad <laughs> trips. So yeah. Yeah, I think it, you almost have to like, go with uh, a word of mouth from somebody who's used this travel agent. Yeah, sure. You know, have lots of, if I were to give somebody a tip, I would say like have conversations on the phone with your travel agent. Don't just text. Yeah. Interview them. They will interview you in the same time. They're trying to figure out what you're looking for. What's your personality? Because it all, it all matters. So it it would be the same for Vegas. You you don't want to go to Vegas and end up in some hotel that really doesn't match or they send you to a couple of restaurants that are just not for you and but you trusted them right so you need yeah. that you got to talk with them you got to chat with them yeah for sure you know if you're going as a couple have both couple both people on the phone you know chat many times
1: don't just call them and say I want to go to Vegas they'll set you up and you're done yeah that's right doesn't
0: well, you work have that to way. go
1: deeper than that yeah you have to yeah treat it like an interview yeah you know treat it. and remember that like they're there, I mean, there are some travel agencies that actually charge you a fee, and you want to basically stay away from those. There's no need to no. go to an agency that charges a fee. That most legitimate agencies are going to get their money from commissions of the hotels, and so you do have to be a little bit concerned about maybe hotels or hotel packages that are giving bigger commissions. But in general, if you have a reasonable amount of trust with your agent, um, you can pretty much decide that you know they're going to be they're going to have their your best interests at heart because they want you to book multiple times, right? Yeah. They want you to have they a good trip back. so that they book with you again. So, um so it's in their best interest to make you happy on this trip. So, most agents are going to are going to work pretty hard to do that. Well, how would you know if some if they're pushing a hotel because they're getting a higher commission? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's something you have to look at on Google. Like if you have, you could google like commission rates for hotels and resorts and whatnot. I'd go online, you know, check that. Um that, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I I think with a little bit of digging, you could probably find that out. Most hotels in Vegas are going to be pretty standard, like the same amount of commission. Probably, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, like you know, the, any kind of upgrade is usually an upgrade in the commission to suites. Like a lot of times, um, an agent, you know, like if you have a certain, if you give them a certain budget and you say you want to stay at the Aria, which is a bit of a more expensive hotel, they might say, "Well, take that same money and get a suite at." Tropicana or something like this for the same price, you know, like go down in hotel level, but keep your budget the same by upgrading to a suite. There might be a little bit of a commission thing going on there. There may not be. And I mean, I think it's a legitimate thing to consider is that, you know, getting a nicer room with the same budget. I mean, that's, you know, that's a reasonable thing to consider. But of course, like these are all just suggestions. Like the agent is not the final decider. Like you have to decide for yourself what's, you know, the best to do. I mean, obviously, if you, I mean, the number one response we got from people on this survey was that they actually preferred to do the research on and the booking themselves, Yeah, which is perfectly, perfectly reasonable. And I get that too. I'm the same way. Like I prefer to have full control over my reservation, know where everything is and book it. But like I say, if it was a larger group that was a bit more to handle or if I had a special event to manage, I probably wouldn't want to risk that on my, you know, I wouldn't trust myself mm-hmm. to be able to organize that. I'd want the help of an agent, you know, to do that. Yeah. Well, 20 years ago everybody was using agents. Probably more so than oh, today. pretty much. Yeah, because no, there was no internet. There was you no didn't internet know anything about these places. No.
0: Yeah. No Google. There's no, no. TripAdvisor or whatever. There's there no re- reviews were few and far between. Yeah. You could look it up in
1: the encyclopedias. Yeah. You, That's about it. You know, unless you knew a couple that came back from somewhere. Yeah. Had no idea. And even if they did, they used an agent to get there. <laughs> so Probably, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it's got to be tough for travel agents to uh, stay afloat. Another good thing, it, it, it is, but I think it's a, cre- it's a credit to good agencies that they are still around and still thriving. Yeah, um, Like at Touring Plans, we started a travel agency last year during COVID, of all things. And I mean, we're making crazy business. Like there's lots of people that are using agents to book their trips. So, I mean, there's some, there's some value, obviously, in the service.
0: Well, that's a good point because, you know, in all-inclusive, you don't need planning.
1: You're you there. Need, you need to pick the resort, though.
0: You pick the resort, yeah. and then you're there, and that's it. Whereas Disney or Vegas, there's a lot more planning involved there. You're, there's a lot of restaurants to pick. There's a lot of shows, shows, shows whole, You know, just a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. So I think, at, even though you might not get like an incentive to to use a travel agent, like okay, I like I mentioned Disney, you got You know, because I've been to Disney many times. I don't need a travel agent to do it, but um, somebody who's never been, it,
1: there's probably a lot of value there. Yeah. A lot of value. When you go on trips, do you usually get like trip cancellation insurance or never. travel insurance? You never? Never. Is there a reason for that? Does you feel like you don't need it? I don't need it. Um, yeah. It was actually one time I did get
0: it. Is um, it one, it was cheap. Okay. And two, uh, I have a really bad back as you know, Freddie, and I was concerned that what if my back locks up or something just right. before the trip. Right. So, um, I did take it, but it was dirt cheap. I forget how much it was. It was something yeah, ridiculous, like 75 bucks a person. So we took it. That was the only time though. Other than that, I would never.
1: Yeah. If I was someone that needed trip insurance or wanted some kind of travel insurance, then that would be another thing that would sway me towards getting an agent who maybe understands the terms of those things better than yeah. I could myself. Yeah. There's a lot of um, loopholes in that. A lot of loopholes. If you're cruising, there's a lot of that. Like what do you do if you're, you know, your flight is delayed for a cruise and you've got the before and after the cruise hotels to worry about and cancellation of those. And, and I think that might be a reason why we're seeing so much, um, so many bookings on our new travel agency is, People are concerned about the COVID rules and also cancellations. Yeah, So it's great to have an agent at your side that can help you with, like if we were booking a Vegas trip now, I'd probably consider going through an agent and getting whatever cancellation we would need to cover us if there was a COVID outbreak or some other outbreak, or they just close the border, like stuff that you didn't think would have happened 10 years ago. Now it's like we're faced with it. So that's good to have a travel expert in your corner to help out with that kind of detail. I guess it depends to how much it is. Like, you know, oh, I, nice. I, I think yeah, our course. Disney
0: trip was like 10 grand and
1: still relative to the price of the and trip. It was too.
0: like 150 bucks. Yeah. Get the, so, yeah, I'll, obviously I'll do that. But if my flight to Vegas
1: is 200 bucks and the insurance is 150, 50. Yeah. Well, I, obviously I'm not going to take it. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, in that situation, you can even, uh, and this is something people don't often know is that even if you book a flight, even though it's not refundable, the airline almost always will give you credit if you can't make that flight for some reason.
0: Yeah, but with limitations, it, it
1: could be that there's you have fee. to use
0: it within the next
1: 12 months. Usually 12 months or yeah, but for someone that travels often, it usually isn't a big deal. Right. Um, but there is compensation you can get, especially, I mean, you should always cancel at of time and say, look, like for whatever reason, you know, and sometimes they'll let you rebook for free. Sometimes, you know, if there's a difference in the fare, you pay the additional cost or there might be a, you know, a one-time fee or something. But like if you're really in a pinch, it, it, it can often be about the same price as it would have cost for insurance, you know? So, but you're right. It totally depends on what trip it is. And yeah, like if you're flying to Vegas for a weekend, staying at Bally's for $15 a night. Like we would. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Then you're not going to turn it back. No, <laughs> you're Where's not your going to get
1: canceled because who cares? Like it's only a couple hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. There was something that I remember you and I talked about and it was um, when you book your seats, you book your flights, you pre-reserve your seats. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm, I'm 6'1", 250 pounds, like I, I need some space, right? So <laughs> you, you want, do you spend the extra money to get that, the, you know, the, the few premium seats that you get? And then I remember you said, well, you know, if, if there's somebody in first class, you always kind of hang out, you don't board yet, then they might tell you, <laughs> is there any volunteer that would go up front or whatever, for whatever reason? I know it's never happened to me before, but I don't know. You were Oh, it's happened to me a few times, sure. And what was that? There was a term for that. I forget what you said it was. Something about uh... They
1: have a they have a standby for first class, but that's if you get a certain status with the airline. Like if you travel enough with the that's airline. That's it. That's and it. And they know who you are. And like Yeah, you know. Yeah, then you're kind of first in line to get bumped up to first class if the need be. Right. It happens once in a blue moon, but not too often.
0: Yeah. You always kinda gonna... You're hoping you're like, please, I on. just wait,
1: wait around. Yeah. Some of the airlines have an actual system. Like where it's like, you actually, you say, Hey, I'm on this flight. Put me on the waiting list for an upgrade. Um, so we, thought, we talk a lot time. about upgrades for hotels and whatever, but we don't talk about hope, upgrades for flights. No, we don't. Yeah. And Len, my boss, he's big on the, he's big on sitting at the front of the plane.
0: Really? Ain't? Oh yeah.
1: He's like, I'm 52. Like I've got the extra money now. If if the flight's more than four hours, I'm sitting up front. I'm paying double the price or whatever it is. And I got to tell you, man, the few times I've done it, it's pretty nice. It's so pricey. It's extremely pricey. It it makes no sense if you're on a budget. No.
0: No. If you could pay, I don't know, let's say your flight is 200 bucks in a regular economy class. And then you want to go first class and it'll be like... 600. Yeah. yeah. Or it
1: might even be a thousand bucks.
0: Yeah, like We've seen... I've seen it for Air Canada. Let's say, yeah, for sure.
1: It does depend on the airline too. And your your
0: your ticket will be four hundred bucks, and then the upgraded first class is like thirteen hundred.
1: Yeah, like who's going to pay nine hundred dollars yeah. more to Whole get lean. a few inches more legroom? Yeah, maybe? just rich people and businesses. That's it. Yeah, but then again, like when Len um, sent us to Hawaii as like kind of a, a, yeah. a, a, yeah. a prize one year, and uh, he's like, okay, like you are going to look up and you are going to we're going to put you in. First class, check out the prices, let me know what they cost. And we're going to, you know, if it's not too bad, we're going to do it. And that wasn't actually too bad. It was like, I think it was like 600 for economy and it was like 1400 for business class. And he was like, he just pulled the trigger. I couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah, right away. Like, yeah, no problem. Done. Book it. Like, holy crap, Chantel. I just spent $1,300 for one seat (laughs) on a plane. That was the Masters. You watched the Masters on that plane. That was the 2018 Masters trip. Yeah. Watch the Masters on the plane. but I actually watched the Masters from first class on the plane. And then the next morning in Hawaii, because of course it's way ahead of And then you time saw time. and then you went to see Brooke. Then we saw Brooke across the street. It was awesome. One of the best trips ever. Smith Falls, Ontario. It's so weird. Like t- to fly for uh, I forget what it was, eleven like hours. Halfway across the world. Basically to go to Hawaii. And she's from an hour from here. To watch a girl play golf that's an hour from here. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know she was playing in this tournament. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a tournament. We just showed up and across the street. Oh, hey, the LPGA is in town. Let's go watch it. Brooke Henderson and she wins it. She takes home the trophy. So yeah, you, a great picture with her, too.
0: And I mean, you did the first class. So
1: yes, you'll never go back, Seb. If you go first, I, class, I was going to say it, go it's back.
0: definitely worth. Well, it, in terms of, of experience, it's it's night and day for from sitting in coach with your knees up on the...
1: Oh, you can spread out and you got the yeah. hot towels and you got the nice meal and the free drinks. and, the,
0: and, and you, know, I, you know, I've done this before when you, we're sitting in the plane and you're upright and then you're like, okay, I got to recline my seat. And it reclines like three quarters of an inch and it's like, ah, the sweet
1: relief. <laughs> oh, it feels so good to put my rest my feet a little bit. But on that flight home from Hawaii, our first class seat, I forget the name of the plane or the model of the plane, but it was one of the, uh, on United, they have like the full stretch out beds. Okay. So like we had the full lie down, feed up, your own TV, everything. It's like, ah. Oh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
0: And the food and everything is just so much better. Right?
1: Yeah, food. I mean, it kind of makes sense for a Vegas trip to start with the Jack and Cokes on the plane before you even get to Vegas.
0: Is the booze complimentary when you play first class? Of
1: course. Oh, well, there you go. What do you want? Anything you want, sir. So that's our tip for any for our listeners. You
0: go to Vegas, you got to fly first class.
1: <laughs> one day, one
0: day we'll do it. Well, you're offsetting it if you if you're staying at Bally's for twenty five bucks a night.
1: Maybe you could afford the extra. Maybe you can afford the yeah. extra four hundred, whatever, for
0: to fly a little. Why not? Bit, you know, yeah. Because we flew. Uh, I mean, I hate it. I I hate it. I always get crammed, and you know, I understand that the person in front of you wants to recline their seat, but you're you always want to like just knock on their seat and go like, can you, like, I'm already, I'm already crammed in here. Like, do you need this little extra, whatever that you're gaining by reclining your seat? You're not reclining it two feet. Like, yeah.
1: And then the little food tray, which is already too tight anyway. Now it's up in your, yeah under your chin. Yeah. Look like an idiot trying to eat with your little giant hands.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like for that person to recline that you're not gaining much, but, but it makes a big difference for the, the tall guy behind you that's already yeah. wedged in there. And this is what
1: I said to you too. Like when you ask about, should you reserve seats? It's like, if you, if you are particular about what seat you're sitting in, then you got to reserve your seat. You can't take a chance because otherwise you'll be, you know, Johnny back row next to the bathroom oh. with the no recline and the engine just whoa, 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 like for five hours in your ear.
0: We did that actually. When we went to Disney, <laughs> we, were last, we were the last, we were the last <laughs> back row. <laughs> But it was kind of, well, it was kind of nice because the, we had an empty seat, so we're five and it's, 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 uh, you know, three on each side. Yes. On each row, uh, each row had six seats, but they keep one open in case, I don't know if it's for a flight attendant, I forget. They always keep one seat empty in the back. For crew. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) it was empty. So we were able to spread out. Face out a little bit, you know, nothing crazy, but a little, little extra seat. Yeah, yeah. At least
1: you're not knee knocking with a stranger or something. That's the yeah. worst.
0: Yeah. Like when I came back from Jamaica and we were with Sunwing, just my wife and I, and we booked our travel agent. This, uh, and this is a tip here. There you go. Travel agent booked the resort and the flights separately. Okay. So it was like two different companies you book with. So he booked our resort and then he booked our flight with Sunwing. But Sunwing, because we did that separately, they didn't have our contact information which resort we were at. Okay. So when we got to the, to the airport, they said, Oh, we, we we try to track you down. We were thinking our, our flight was like in three hours. No, no, our flight was in like 30 minutes. <laughs> like we almost missed well, the, the flight. when you had to book it to get on. Well, yeah. Oh, like and I had to rush through, the, hotel, I had through the airport. And while we were in in Jamaica, like my day before last, I my my back was out, out of commission. And I could barely sit. And they because of that, they because of the the way that they changed us on the plane, we weren't able to sit together. So I ended up sitting (laughs) next to this old couple.
1: This is the romantic trip that you on? Yeah, this is our
0: honeymoon, actually. (laughs) So I'm like wedged. On the window seat with you know these <laughs> charter planes, they they like cramming as many seats in this oh, yeah. thing as they can. Yeah, and like the overhang of the plane is coming down on my head, <laughs> and I can barely sit because I'm in so much pain. And I'm sitting next to this old couple that smell like formaldehyde or whatever, you know, mothballs in their clothes. Like they and they were like <laughs> they kept trying to chat with me and nice people, Serenity but man, I now. just I just wanted to. And so I popped two gravel and there you go. Went to bed night night <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Absolutely, the worst turbulence I've ever had on an flight Oof! The whole way back, you know, the, sounds awful. The five hundred feet drops in, in oh, a yeah. split second. There, it was nonstop like that. Oh. Or <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It was so bad, but we got through yeah. it. But you know that that's a that's a good thing. So if if you ever use a travel agent and he, we didn't know he didn't tell us that he booked it that way. Mm. So had we known, we would have made sure that the flight knew where we were. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Because I mean, and tr- like that's another good tip too. Like with, if you do work with a travel agent, like it doesn't mean that you're not involved in any of your bookings. You, you're, you know, you're certainly welcome to get in, as involved as you want. I mean, a lot of people obviously they're using a travel agent because they won't, they don't want to worry about it, right? Yeah. So let the agent do it. But yeah, if you're if you're the type A and you want to know what's going on with your trip, get in there, look at the fine print, ask tons of questions. Like, yeah, they're going to be there to serve you and. So, I mean, in all fairness to our travel agent, um, we booked it and uh, we flew out the next day. Oh, a little last minute. In uh.
0: that, and, and that <laughs> time, which like in 2009 it was, um, you had a lot of last minute deals. Yeah, that's true. And I find that you know nowadays you don't really get those Not last minute deals. Now. now it's almost better, cheaper to book ahead of time.
1: Whereas some bef- situations before too.
0: it was like okay, we need to sell off these seats. Yeah, these, exactly. Here it is. You get it for half price. Book it. You can leave tomorrow. Yeah. Which is what we did. So. Nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was, that was a great trip. That was a great. Awesome. Yeah. So travel agent worked out really well. He recommended this place and he was, he worked hard for us. He called us like, I want to say it was like almost 10 o'clock at night. And he's like, you, I just got this sweet deal. You know, I got it. <laughs> I got to book it now if you guys want it. Oh, wow. Um, because the price was right. Like everything was perfect uh, compared to other places. he had shown us the prices were more and the tight the class of the hotel and everything. Um, it was a Rio somewhere in the grill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ryu Palace Tropical Bay. Was that sounds that good. Was so nice. Ah, sounds awesome. So, uh, yeah. I mean, to do it like that, it worked really well because... He took. He did everything for us and got us on the plane the next morning. I mean, they can't get any. That's than pretty that. cool. Yeah, yeah. Could you? Could we have done that on our own? Probably, but would we be have,
1: nervous? I'd be nervous doing it that last minute.
0: Yeah, and own. would we have found? Would we? Would that deal have been available to us? Probably not. Probably
1: not. It would have taken you forever to find it.
0: Well, and because of the way he booked it, he booked the resort separate from the, from the right. flight. Right. Right. Interesting. Probably wouldn't have been able to do that. Too.
1: No, and you, you wouldn't have thought to do that.
0: Yeah, probably. So, cool. like for Vegas. Can you, you know, are there deals to be had through a travel agent? Probably not. It's more.
1: Depends on what, you, what kind of trip you're looking for.
0: It's more convenience and coordination for.
1: Yep. Yeah. That, that's probably fair.
0: For the travel agent for yeah. Vegas.
1: Yeah. Like we were, now that the border is starting to hit, like it can open and we know the rules about going across. Yeah. Uh, we've been looking at doing, because uh, we can get travel agent rates on cruises as well. So we've been looking at doing maybe a West Coast cruise with a Vegas stop and whatnot. You know, but we book it ourselves. Probably, but again, usually what we do is get like the trip that we want to book, and then hand it off to an agent and say, "Can you beat this?" or, or even, "Can you get a commission from this?" If you can, fine, we'll book it with you, and we'll work together and you know establish some trust.
0: Yeah, and one thing I would do too is, and this is my own probably my own OCD kicking in is if I would definitely want to make sure before the travel agent books my trip that. I look at the flight times and whatnot, you know, maybe because he could say, oh, I got this great deal on a flight, leaves at this time. Okay. You'll get there by whatever. Okay. And then you realize that there's three, like there's three connections or something, you know?
1: (laughs) Len did that on one of his trips. Actually, I think it was Paris. He and his wife and their daughter joined us in Paris for an awesome week, but he just basically booked the trip and didn't really talk to his wife about what the itinerary was. But he specifically selected it because it had a, it had a stopover in Toronto. He's like, oh, I want to see Toronto. And so they hop on their first flight from Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's uh, Air Canada to Toronto. And they land in Toronto and his wife's like, oh, awesome. This is great. Like how long we have to uh, stay over here. He's like seven and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our next flight's in seven and a half hours. We're going to go downtown. We're going to explore the city. She's like, oh, I did not agree to this. (laughs) But in the
0: same breath, the opposite also sucks. I've done it where we've landed, we've taken off from Ottawa and landed in Toronto. And because when you do that, you don't go through customs in your first leg of your trip. True. So when you landed, we landed in Toronto. Well, now we had to hightail it through customs.
1: Pretty clear and, customs, get, yeah. and
0: your luggage and everything, because then you got to get your luggage, bring your luggage over like it was a nightmare. Yeah.
1: We not, were it's not running like anymore, but back then it was.
0: Right? We we ran cross like Ugh, that's basically across the airport to get over there. And then they we told them we gotta you know our flight is in like 45 minutes here. And they said, oh, okay. Well here, we'll get we'll make you go this way. And okay. So they ended fast in, pass. And our well, it's basically a fast pass, right? <laughs> and when we came back, it was the same thing. We landed in Montreal, did the whole customs thing. Yeah. And then I had to get our luggage Hi, Taylor. To, to get to the connected flight and like literally sat in the plane and the pain pulled away from the oof,
1: last the, time they're probably like, waiting for you
0: they were waiting for us to, <laughs> yeah that was uh Hectic. crazy
1: oh i miss it though ah, i yeah. love it i love the airports did i ever Everybody.
0: tell you my uh, my uh, the last time we went to when we went to mexico i want to say mexico or disney i forget which one it was but we were sitting in the uh in the airport waiting for a flight it was early morning. I like super early. And, uh, the, it was my, my wife and three kids and our oldest is my wife's son. And his his last name is different than mine and oh, different than my wife. Yes. You've
1: told me this story.
0: We're sitting there and they're, and they're calling my last son's name is Colton. They're like Colton five, you know, uh, gate, whatever. Yeah. But there was, it was like gate 12 or something, but it was, it gave us Gate Twelve and Gate Twelve B. We didn't, I get, and I my ticket didn't really say which one it was. And anyways, so we're sitting there, and then I look at Dylan across, and they're like, it's not us eh? Oh, it can't be us. They would call my name, or because my name's on the, they would call the adult name, not the kid's name. Anyways, we wait, we wait. My wife's off with the other two kids getting some snacks or whatever somewhere. <laughs> we wait, and I hear it again, and. And then my wife shows up and she's like, we must've, they must've called us three, four times. Sure. Not realizing it was us. Finally, we're like, okay, it's us. Maybe we should go have a look. So we walk over and the the girl behind the counter, she's like, is that you? I said, well, that's his name. And then we said, we were, she's like, yeah, like you need, like get your ass over here. (laughs)
1: Like
0: they were closing the doors. We were missing our flight. That would have sucked. I mean, I guess that was probably bad on them. Like they should have looked.
1: And and, one, and, any and one call one adult Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was it, it, I blame I would have blamed them if anything had sure. happened. But they uh, was the, the, honestly they were closing the doors. Like the free they they we delayed <laughs> the flight essentially <laughs> from taking off. Wow. It was hilarious. My God imagine that would have sucked. What oh, would God. have happened?
1: Would I have mean, we got the, another flight. Well you would take the next flight, yeah. No but charge. But. If it
0: if it was free, if it was available.
1: Only if it was available. And five seats? In five seats? Sitting together? No, you're back with the old ladies in the... And the milk the the again Oh, my right Or next to the bathroom.
0: That was, that
1: was funny. Yeah, well, well uh, Sesha and Zay are sitting up in first class because there's only two seats left. Oh, <laughs> no, come on. Like a good husband.
0: That's not the, as good a story as yours with the, uh, the lady uh, when you were waiting for the, the car shuttle. The, the shuttle to go to the oh, the car the, in the, Vegas. The,
1: the, the Naked Lady? Naked Lady. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Las Vegas. My favorite Vegas story. That's yeah. my second favorite Vegas story. Have I told you my favorite Vegas story?
0: you ever told that? Have we told that story when we were on, on the podcast? The
1: Naked, the naked, the naked Lady? lady? At the, I think yeah. we did, eh? We told that story, yeah. But my favorite Vegas story is when it was a solo trip. I was doing a research trip meeting Bob. I don't think Len was there, but Bob and maybe Seth were there. And we were doing like a week, just full-on research, like just driving around like yeah. crazy and I showed up and I got my rental car, which I, I always use dollar because I have the dollar express. And so I just went and picked up like the first car that I saw. And there was only one left in the row and it was okay. bright yellow. <laughs> oh, bright, yeah, bright yeah yellow, Like this little sedan, like, a, I don't know what it was, but, uh. and so here I am like, okay, I'm driving this canary car around for the week. And uh, I was at the Tuscany uh, and I was going to pick up Bob at the Tuscany. And so I pulled up to the front of the hotel. And these two Chinese ladies thinking it's a taxi start rapping on the window and they get in the car and they're like pointing at the trunk like, hey, buddy, put our luggage in the trunk and drive <laughs> us to the airport. That is awesome. So I drove them to the airport. No, you did. They gave me 20 bucks. You did. <laughs> no, I, I politely explained that I was not a taxi cab. I'm a tourist like you. And what did they say? Oh, they just were like apologizing and then they got out and waited for a real taxi. It was a laugh. like It was. Yeah, they laughed a little bit. Yeah. It was pretty funny, I must admit. That, that's a good story. Yeah. The, the, it's almost as good as... I should have driven him to the airport, though. would have been a better story.
0: Oh, my God. If you <laughs> actually had done like, that... All
1: right. I'll drive gosh, you to the airport. Whatever. Airport. I got time to got kill. It's a half an hour. What is, no uh, big deal. No problem.
0: I, I'm actually picking these guys up in an hour.
1: Let me just uh, set the meter here. Dun, 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 dun. Get the meter going. Okay. $10, $20, $30. We'll, yeah.
0: we'll start the meter at 20 bucks.
1: It's, it's your lucky day, girls. It's a $50 flat fee, tip included.
0: And they give you that money. And then you come back and you pop it in a slot machine and you win. Imagine that.
1: Like, what a story. Right to That would That would be a hell of a story. In fact, next time I tell it, I'm going to change it to that. Be that's uh, a better way. To yeah, do. it's a much better story.
0: It's like when you, uh, that's not my favorite car story of yours. Though. My favorite car oh, story no. of yours is. No, not that one. The gas station one. Oh, gee.
1: And the- <laughs> it happens. People do it all the time. No, no, no. That that does not happen. I drive a Dodge Caravan. There are a lot of, you know how many Dodge Caravans there are right there? There's like 8 million of them. There's always another Dodge Caravan in the gas station at the same time as me. I just happened to get into the car that I didn't own. But there was a
0: lady, wasn't there a lady sitting in the car?
1: Oh yeah. She was in the passenger seat. So, so let me set the table here. Oh,
0: huh? You're putting, you're putting gas in your vehicle. Yeah. And Chantal and sitting in the van. Mattis in the back and seat. Mattis in the back seat. Yeah. You go inside the pay.
1: Yeah. And when you come
0: back, you walked and sat into the wrong caravan. I got
1: into the driver's seat of the wrong Dodge caravan, and the seat, of course, was set to somebody else's height. So I reached down and I adjusted the seat <laughs> to pull it back, thinking that they were playing a joke on me. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, very funny, Mattis." And I look over and there's this strange woman sitting in the seat, and I say, "Ah, uh, you're not Chantal." Oh my god, I would have died. And she was full French too, so she's like, uh, you know, I don't know what she thought was happening here, but I quickly apologized and got the heck out. And I look over and Chantel Metis are crying to themselves with (laughs) laughter. (laughs) Apparently, like as I was walking over, they're saying to themselves, "Oh no, 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 Fred, no, 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 it's the wrong, wrong, no, wrong." Oh god, they must have laughed for a month. Did you imagine
0: like a? the lady just <laughs> looks over, and some dude sits in her van. I think she and was, starts adjusting the seat.
1: Yeah, I think her life flashed before her eyes. She's like, "That's it, I'm getting murdered right here." Well, in our defense, this is Canada. Shit like that doesn't happen. Actually, I'm surprised she didn't react more than she did. She just kind of was like, "Oh, what the heck?" Wow,
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty embarrassing. One of the most embarrassing things I've ever done, for sure.
0: That's one. That's one of the most embarrassing. Oh, things it's got
1: to be. Yeah, that you've ever done. I hate that story. It's such a good story. Somebody else. Somebody listening to this podcast has done that. Uh, no. It's got to be. I've never, ever, ever. Well, no, you, didn't you come wouldn't. Close. Like it.
0: Was it parked like close to the other van? Yeah, it was like event? the next
1: lane. Like yeah, it, it was. It was bad. not like it was. It was sit- facing the same direction. You know, and, and it was one of these gas stations with like eight rows. Like it wasn't like it was small. So, like, I headed towards that direction. And now I'm looking down. I'm putting the receipt in my wallet or something. And it's like, oh, there's a van. Hop in, just a seat. Is it the same color? Same color. Same van. Probably the same year. Like, it wasn't even a different model. Same van. Same. Just different people.
0: <laughs> reminds, anyway, it reminds me of the time that I worked at this place, uh, another one of my jobs. And it was late that night. And there was a private bathroom on the floor. So I go in there and in order to lock it, you have to push a button. Oh, no. Like push the lock, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't lock it. Oh, okay. So I go over in the toilet. And I sit down and I do my business. <laughs> this lady walks right into the bathroom. That's pretty embarrassing. And she goes, and she freaked out. Oh, my God. And then she turns, <laughs> like, runs out. And I'm just sitting there. And I just looked at her. And I'm like, hi.
1: How are you doing? Like, oh, hey, how's it going? God.
0: No problem. That's pretty bad. That, that was, yeah. <laughs> she was, she was more embarrassed than I was. I was just like, hey, that's kind of funny.
1: I thought you were going to say that you pushed the wrong button. You pushed like the emergency come and get me button <laughs> and then the fire squad broke no. down the door. And <laughs> no, that would be good. Oh you had the ding, yeah. The little thing. Yeah. Emergency uh,
0: help button. good. Okay. Anyways. Anyway,
1: man, we're crushing this podcast. We're almost an hour in.
0: An hour in. Flying I mean. by. Yeah. Fly, flies by when you have fun. That's right. No yeah. pun intended with the flying.
1: Yes, about flying. Yeah. And anybody out there that wants to book, wants to try out the new touring plans, travel agency, you can find that at uh, touringplans.com slash travel. And they, we actually have it all set up so you can get a no obligation quote for any trip in the world. Disney, Vegas, cruising, anywhere. Highly, recommend it. Yes, yeah, highly recommended. Yes. You'll get a lovely agent. Even if you're not going you to Disney. If you,
0: even if you're not going to anywhere. Disney right now. Anywhere. Just...
1: We have, go, we go have check we it basically, out. we've booked like Peru, we've booked Thailand, we've booked everywhere, all like all over the world, every cruise line. We've, we've got like 20 agents and they're all like super experts in all these different destinations. And they're really, really good. We picked like the cream of the crop, to bring them in. So.
0: What did you say to me the other day that you hit a milestone with your,
1: your crop calendar for drinking plants? Uh, 10 million wait times. 10 million wait we had, times. We collected our 10 millionth waste time, wait time for Magic Kingdom this week. Uh, on, my on my birthday. On your birthday. That's right, man. Happy 10, birthday. No, was it a 10 millionth? 10 million wait times. That's a lot of wait times. A and lot that's of just wait Magic times. Kingdom. We've got like 38 or 39 million total across the three resorts. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. It's super accurate, too. Not too bad. Not too bad. Today, we didn't do super great. Ended up being really crowded today. They have a spillover of the long weekend. Oh, yeah. So we, we underpredicted a little bit today. But um but yeah in general it's been pretty accurate and for american listeners this this was our thanksgiving week that's true well it's their columbus day so it's still a holiday for them oh is it really yeah yeah they get the, the monday it's not like a stature like a national holiday but it is columbus day like they recognize it but yeah they still everybody looks at me weird when i say i'm celebrating thanksgiving They're like uh, uh first of all, this, it's to release. Second of all it's a monday you know, you know it's supposed to be thursday uh, and then you can explain it to them it's no fun
0: well, Thanksgiving, as you know, Thanksgiving in the
1: states is way bigger than oh, it it's a is huge here. deal. It's bigger than Christmas in terms of getting together pretty, with family, pretty much, yeah. yeah. But a lot of the poker players are in Vegas right now playing World Series, which is apparently like almost fully on. Full slate of World Series tournaments, usually in July, though. I know, but it's in the fall now. They're having it right now. You've seen that in the New. I'm sure you watched the News yeah. vlog.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Damn it, we should be there.
1: Absolutely, all the pros are there. They're doing like all kinds of fun stuff. how to go? And even Kevin Martin, the guy Screw that like, angry.
0: He's through you, COVID. That's what I Screw say. you, COVID. Done with you. it's no the worst.
1: It's the worst. Yeah. It is anyway, the worst. I hate it. i Hate Maybe it. Maybe by the time we get these things published and online and do a couple more of these episodes, we'll be booking our next trip and we can actually talk about booking a trip.
0: Yes, that'd be cool. Imagine having a, an episode about. Talking about how we're booking our trip.
1: Oh, yes. Baby. And then an episode where we're recording live, like in a casino on location, on location with the sound, you know, dealing with all the sound of the chips and all of the stuff in the back. Yeah. Oh, oh, machines
0: in the back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Love
1: it. Well, cool. well, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. We will uh, see you on the next podcast. If you want to follow us, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Unofficial Vegas Podcast or use the hashtag UVP. If you have any questions, go ahead and uh, email those to us at questions at unofficialvegaspodcast.com. Otherwise, we will see you on the next show. Cheers.